Chapter 17 Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country, Marcus Rydell thought, where he sat out on his deck in the dark, the only light painting his face coming off the G5 Mac in his lap. The old practice, your typing skills, utilized very nearly every key. It was a standard by which to learn when Marcus had a Remington with a roll bar, even before electronic typewriters, much less computers, long before PCs became permanent fixtures in homes. He now used Katrina's Mac to send an email to J.T., asking for details and any information on Cantu. Were his prints, his signature, all over Lawrence Milton's murder or not? If so, had they come up with any leads, any clue as to the madman's whereabouts, any sightings? In the Atlanta area, Eden Cantu's features were as familiar as those of Elvis Presley. However, he could and obviously had altered his appearance, much like a showman. Finishing his inquiry with a thank you in advance, Marcus looked out over the night-painted lake from the polished deck of his family home. He wondered at the wisdom of holing up here, wondered if they should not all get into the Cessna and take it tonight as far as Alaska. Run. It made sense to do so. He also wondered at his and Katrina's ability to locate and corner the lunatic Cantu before he located and cornered them. For the time being, he believed Cantu still in Atlanta, holed up in some rat hole there. Why Cantu had come out of hiding, stepping from the ancient forest surrounding the city to come after him in this fashion, to further twist the knife he'd placed in his back years before, escaped Rydell. All he could imagine in the way of reasoning in a chaotic, monstrous mind was a fixation, some weirdly wired vengeance. Perhaps it was that Marcus represented authority in the body of one man— and that Cantu had set his sights on Marcus in order to snub his nose at all authority. It apparently didn't matter to Cantu's fevered brain that Marcus had already lost so much—his job, his wife, his children. No, this was not enough. Enough would only come at Marcus's seeing Katrina and the Mirskys murdered before him. This certainly seemed to be Eden Cantu's game plan from his letters and the recent binding, torturing, and killing of Lawrence Milton. One death too many already in this new war between Cantu and Rydell, a war not of Marcus's choosing, but one he'd become fully engaged in. "'What next?' Cat asked, stepping out onto the deck. She'd changed, showered, and her perfume was easy on the nostrils. "'The others bedded down for the night?' "'They are.' She sat across from him at the outdoor table. Around them fireflies danced on air to the night sounds of the forest, which acted as a natural jukebox. Organic music, she called it. So what's our next move? she pressed. He explained his email to J.T. See if we can get any sort of idea where he might be roaming the city. We don't hold back. We go on the offensive. Go back to Atlanta? I know the city brick for brick. I grew up there and for over a decade it's been my hunting grounds. My research told me you were part Native American. Cherokee on my mother's mother's side. And the forests right here? She indicated the darkness around them. How well do you know the lay of the land here? Well enough to get lost. What? Lost? I'm no Boy Scout, and these woods are thick, and trust me, there are no signs pointing this way home. But it's home. Or was a second home, summers, right? Not really. 
I spent most of my time swimming, fishing, boating, and up in the air with Dad. Never even carved my name on a tree. Some Cherokee you'd make. I agree. I know my limitations. Do you?